This is Jimmy and Annette, and we are living up in a down world. We're coming to you this morning, barely morning. Actually, it's literally afternoon, like about two minutes. Yes. But we are coming to you live and in person and in my pajamas. Hallelujah. This is Monday. Usually on Monday, we take our Sabbath, so we we don't... Sometimes we don't even make the bed on Mondays. I said that out loud. Wow. Our kids are going to fall over it's if they because hear this. We, yes. I mean, <laughs> nobody should be coming over. We right. shouldn't be doing well. It's a Sabbath. It's a Sabbath. We're supposed to rest. We're, it's a rest day. It's a recovery day because Sundays are always crazy, Yesterday amazing, was really brutal. <laughs> really long. Too. But it was good because we had two services and then we had... Uh, an membership event. class. Yeah, membership class right after the service. So that's just like you're on from the second you get there. And then the night before, we went out with a bunch of people. What were we thinking? What were we thinking? It was Why did I say yes to that? a lot of fun. It was. But Saturday nights are really hard for us. We didn't get, because there were storms in the area too, and we were dodging those. Yeah. Um, the bus was driving back. It took us, I guess we didn't get to bed till after midnight. Which is a big no-no for us on a on Saturday, Saturday night, night when you have to get up at what Not exactly something. party animals. So we yeah. had a great time. Great people, though. And, and, and you know, the, it was such a reminder that we get to do life with people. Mm-hmm. That's what living up in a down world is all about. It's, it's finding the good in everything and saying, wow, this is a great moment. I need to capture that in my mind. I took some pictures while we were there, but just the people that we were with, they all attend our church. And there were 16 of us. 16 of us. Which is amazing that you can get 16 people to commit to an evening out. No kidding. And they were fun. This is a fun group of people that they're life lovers. Uh, Most of them are on the edge of retirement or semi retired, and they're just, they're in this really good place in life. And they, they meet together a lot as a group, like a connect group. Uh, they have a group of, of other people that they meet with just to talk about the Bible, do life together, have fun together. And so they invited us into their world, and we just had such a great time. In the middle of that, I had a moment where it was really loud. We were in this, this restaurant out in Utopia, Texas, which is really cool. Seven Days of Utopia. Seven that's Days where, in Utopia. Yes, that's it's where the movie. movie was filmed, was in that town. In that little town with uh, Robert Duvall. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's a neat place, and it's a beautiful part of the hill country, and that's where we live, in the middle of the hill country. Um, it's about an hour and a half, near a two-hour mm-hmm. drive over there, but it's so beautiful. And um, it's this restaurant... And this lady's a chef who's trained in Paris and all these high places. And, and she makes amazing food, farm-to-table type stuff. The whole place is beautiful. You, you drive up and you're it's like, breathtaking. oh, wow, this is, this is paradise. And so anyway, we had a great time. We all went together. We rented a bus. It was like <laughs> a big limousine kind of because you, you didn't just sit. Um, you weren't yeah, you, like. You uh, faced each other when you were right, sitting. Right, right. So you could talk the whole way and engage. And they offered drinks and, and snacks. And yeah, it was just great. It was really neat. It was neat. I mean, what a great way to go out with a bunch of friends. And so, anyway, we did that. And in the middle of all that, I, I had a moment where I'm sitting there, been having these engaging conversations. It's loud, it's raucous because it's just good people having a good time. And I, I just had that moment. Jesus, 
would literally, if he was here in the flesh, in person, he would literally be in the middle of this. He sure would. He would be enjoying this. It reminded me of how Jewish people do life together. They, they, they wine and dine. They have fun. They're jovial. They're loud. <laughs> they are loud. You think they're always mad at each other the way they talk That's to each other. They're not. It's their, their nature. It's their nature. It's that Eastern way. And I just had that moment. And, of course, as I was thinking it, I said, but you are here. <laughs> You're literally here in the middle of all this. But, it, but if you were in, alive and in person, he would have been right in the middle of that. Right. So. Well, it was sad. Uh, Tim, uh, Tina and Adam joined us as well. And, of course, we're all talking to Adam, and he's just he's telling lots of amazing stories, as he always does. That but brother is the, fascinating. He is. And but by the life. end of the evening, he literally had very little voice, and I was worried for him. because Which is not good for the pod father no, to lose his voice. No, that's how he makes a living, much like you. Right, we both make a living with and our so mouths. So I was worried because the next day he's doing his No Agenda yeah, podcast. Huge podcast. Three hours long of just talking, and I was worried I for was him. I was too. I was praying for him, and I, I was concerned for him. Uh, I reached out to him after the show, and he had he. I pressed through. I was okay. I haven't listened. Had I want to hear. I want to yeah. pull it up to see what his voice sounds like. But uh, speaking of Adam and Tina Curry, uh, just one quick boost to our friends. Um, he is the Podfather. He invented podcasting eighteen, nineteen years ago with another guy, and uh, he's the reason why anybody has a podcast. Right. Millions of people have podcasts because now, of him. and it's because he had a he had a dream. He had a vision. Of, of what what it could be to to make a platform where people could have a voice. And what I love about Adam is he continues to dream, and he has oh, more no dreams doubt. that he's oh, releasing to us little stuff. by little. And it's I'm it's excited. interesting. I, I'm really excited to see what God's going to do with him because his yeah. dreams are changing. Yeah, I saw I saw the eye of the tiger when he mm-hmm. was telling us about it. I'm like, something's going to happen because he is he's got a. He's got a fix on something, yes. and he really feels the Lord's leading him in this. Yes, and uh, man, I, I'm excited to to be on the journey with him and see how that goes. But I want to encourage you to check out their podcast, Curry and the Keeper. They've been going over a year with that podcast, and oh, they're just they're so delightful. They're such amazing people. To use Tina's word, they're lovely people. That's <laughs> she her word, uses her that a lot. Word. I think that they're is lovely. Beautiful. I do too. I don't think I've ever met anybody that used that word. I, know, I like it to describe people. I've kind of absorbed it in my vocabulary too. Well, too. Tina and I we spend so much time together that um, I'm I'm taking some of her vocabulary because it's so beautiful. That it happens. really is. I heard Adam, Adam taking one of your anetisms. Uh, he said, "He said that's so funny. You're so funny." I'm Which is like, what oh my I gosh, say. I've said for thirty. The virus years. is hit. No, <laughs> we're all starting. Well, to that's sound what like happens when you spend a lot of time together. Hang out. And by the way, last week we got to attend the Mercy Me concert. That was a great segue. By oh, the way, my very gosh. smooth. You're like a pro. Well, I'm learning from the best, Adam Curry. So oh, and Tina. Gonna, well, Tina. Me. Tina is looking at me, but you said Adam's name. Wow. Tina's Ouch. who I. I, uh, I'm really um, listening to and trying to take notes on how she does it. So let's talk about what happened last Sunday. Yes. So we talked a little bit leading up to it in the last show about 
how Michael Schusner, I cannot pronounce his last name. I'm sure he'll text Michael you S. when he hears this. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll be listening to this. Yes. Michael, from he's, he's one of the guitar players. Barry's the other guitar player. Michael reached out to me in, in regards to Adam Curry, and it was just, I won't go into the detail of that, but it ended up being they, they invited us to their concert in San Antonio at the Boeing Tech Center, which is a new venue, very cool venue. And Micah Tyler was was fronting them, and Taya, Taya, who is from Hillsong, she's the one who sings Oceans, so mm-hmm. she's known by that. So they were the front front bands, and they did a fabulous job. It was really good, but there was a whole other level when Mercy Me oh, came on the goodness. stage of production and sound and sights. And, it was phenomenal. And spirit, Holy Spirit, was in that place. So we we uh, I'd been in contact with Michael. We arranged it. We, as soon as we were done with, uh, we had to wait on, on Adam because he was doing the No, no Agenda, Agenda podcast. Yes. And he had to like finish at five and then we had to get on the road. Because and we, it started at seven and they wanted us there early enough so they could, we could hang out. visit with yeah, us. We're going to just hang out backstage we get there, what, and meet, meet some guys. I think we got there at 620, something like that. Worked out perfect though. And we're, we're sitting there trying to get in the back parking lot where the, where the buses are parked. And. Security's, and, and security's like, no, no, like, no, no, no. Oh, I don't see your we're name like, on here. And we're like, dude, we're with the band. You know, that kept, you know, I, I didn't have did a Did you pa- feel special? I did when, when Michael came and got us. When he walked out and saw us. <laughs> and, and he said, no, 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 let them in. Came over and, and... And it wasn't because he, he's like, let Adam in. Totally about Adam. <laughs> I, I know that. I, I have no problems with that. Uh, we were just along okay. for the ride. But it was such a sweet ride. Uh, so anyway, him and then uh, Nathan, uh, the bass player, came out. And then Barry, the other guitar player, came out, and they're they're big time fans of Adam. Oh my and gosh, John Dvorak. He had a Michael had a t shirt on that he made. He made, had a t shirt made, a merch t shirt that had occurring uh, Dvorak. He said, uh, "Consulting company or something." Yeah, it was hilarious. So hilarious. He, he wore it through the concert. He did. He it was did. great. There's some. We got some great pictures of that. So we just hung out with those guys and got to know them and had great conversations. I. I have to tell you about Mercy B. I got to brag on these guys. Before I brag on their music, I got to brag on them. Those guys, they're the real deal. Boy, they are genuine. They really are. They're down to earth. Mm-hmm. They are unpretentious. They do not have the superstar. They're one of the biggest bands. They had so much music. humility. Oh, they're just great they're not guys. Like, they weren't like I had thought in my head yeah. could happen. You know, I didn't think they'd be that way. I, I really didn't. I've been. We we lived in Nashville. We've been seen, around a lot of that. Some, yeah, but I I, I didn't know. I, I never had saw no that on clue. There. It was really. They were they were beautiful. I mean, it was they just were. amazing. We got to meet um, Scott Brickle. Scott Brickle. If you ever saw the movie. I can only imagine. And if you haven't, see that movie. It's oh about goodness. Bart Miller, the lead singer's life in the band and how they got started. And it's a compelling story. It's a beautifully made movie. The great soundtrack. It is so well done. And Scott Brickle is the Nashville uh, manager that found them and discovered them. And Trey Atkins played Trace, him. Trace I mean, excuse Atkins. Me. Trace Atkins Big played Trey, him. Well, I can see why Trace Atkins played I him because too. Scott I, looks like Trace Atkins. He's I was dumbfounded when I saw him. He's got the big ponytail. He's mm-hmm. got the look. But he's the nicest guy. Intimidating look because he's so he big. Well, yeah, he's a big well, he's guy. Just bit, well, I'm Oh, five. right, right. Right. Yeah, almost 5'3". Right. So, yeah, I was <laughs> pretty intimidated by his look. never say 5'2". Almost But he's five. been with them. For 30 years. 30 years. He was with them oh from the beginning. Goodness. He's still with them. And 
just so cool to see how how he, as a handler, you know, was around, and and we got to be backstage before the concert. Then uh, then Michael walked us out to our seats. Uh, and then Michael's son uh, took us such took a sweet Tina and kid. I and Adam to go pick out any merchandise we wanted. Get as much as you want, he said. Yeah. We couldn't do that. So while then, I'm waiting on y'all, <laughs> the road manager Daniel comes out and he sits with me. And I had I had asked about him earlier because John Lynch said you've got to meet Daniel. Daniel, the road manager, mm. he he has such a heart for God. He's such a humble guy. Please please connect with him. And he came and, and connected with yeah, you. Yeah. And so while you guys were out getting merch, I was sitting there. Uh, waiting for the next show to come on, and just had the most beautiful visit with Daniel about grace, about the the message and life of grace, and understanding the new covenant life that Jesus talks about. And that man, most it was just, of us don't have a clue no, what Jesus really did for us. No, how much the highest price bought the highest thing yes. that is our freedom. Yes. Not religion, no. but freedom and relationship. Right. So Daniel and I going back and forth, and it's like we're 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 brothers from another mother moment where it's like, oh, we got to get time together somehow, so we're going to figure that out. But anyway, then the show came on. Oh, my gosh. They just killed it with the production. The production my favorite was them so sitting high. around. Was it a fake fire? Or yeah, was yeah. It, yeah. It was fa- yeah, honey, they're in a venue. I it know. I'm just, how did the, it was I didn't, a fire I ring see. that looked real. It was a little sitting on, far away from me because of my like contact. benches, and it, they're doing a total acoustic moment. It, they do some. Uh, that was my favorite part cool, of the very whole cool concert. Moment. Yeah. So the whole time, what was neat was to see 3,500. It was a total, It was a sellout, so the place Which was. Which they could have gone to a lot bigger venue. packed. And uh, Michael told me later that that the San Antonio crowd was one of the best crowds on the tour. Just wow. the energy, the engagement. I got goosebumps talking about it because I get emotional talking about it because when I see 3,500 people worshiping God together, yes, there is something that is special about that and powerful. And boy, I didn't expect it to be a worship concert. Well, I did a little bit because they're, they're them. But there really was an element of worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bart Millard is such a great front guy because he's just very relaxed. He's very comfortable in his skin. He understands grace. I mean, almost every song they write now is about exactly. grace. Yes. And, uh, and the power of grace. Explain grace. Grace is... Uh, so my professor, uh, one of my favorite professors, Dr. Frankie Rainey, said grace is, and he used an acronym, God's riches at Christ's expense, so that Jesus paid the highest price for the greatest riches. What does that mean for us? It means this. Grace is God's power. It's God's strength. It's God's ability. It's God's authority. And uh, God's God's favor on our lives. It's not just unmerited favor, although it is. But if you ask most people, what is grace? Oh, that's God's unmerited favor. We'll define that. Uh, they get, don't know get a blank what stare. Is, right. mm-hmm. Because they've just heard that over and over. It's part of our Christianese that we have. But it really means you've got authority, power, favor, enablement. Uh, if it's just unmerited favor, Jesus didn't need unmerited favor. He was sinless. But what he did need was power. And grace is power. It says that, that when the apostles were working miracles, it says, and great grace was upon them. It, that's not unmerited favor. It's actually an empowerment for miracles. Mm-hmm. So grace is a whole lot more. the empowerment to not sin. I mean, oh, we sin, it. obviously. I but I love what you said, and you've I, I've been with you 30 yeah. years, so I've heard this, 
that we're not sinners. We're saints who occasionally sin. Absolutely. And the thing is, is but we have the power to overcome that through the Holy Spirit. That is what grace is. Mm-hmm. It's the power to overcome sin. Yeah. It doesn't have to rule and reign in our life. We literally can get above that. Yeah. The Bible says that sin shall no longer be your master. Exactly. And that's what grace does. And so the message of grace, it's almost like, man, I don't want to say it and sound weird, but it's almost like being born again again. Because Mm -hmm. you you do, you receive Christ, you get saved. Depending on what kind of church you're in and the theological stream they are, sometimes we can we can get saved by grace through faith Ephesians 2:10 but then we ended up we end up in legalism mm-hmm. and rule following exactly and, and you know and I don't. grew up because I'm a rule follower I and everything is sometimes used to well <laughs> everything <laughs> used to be so black and white and I I had to do everything exactly like it was said so even when I came to Christ it was like okay God said, we can't do this. We can't do this. But I was living an Old Testament Christian life. Right, right. Not realizing. Old covenant. Yes. That's that's called. Yes. And so not realizing that what Jesus had actually done, because I was always, oh, Lord, please, you know, forgive me because I I, I I let you down. I messed up again. Again. And, And yes, we do need to own up to when we're not, not up to par, you know, where we should be, obviously. But I was living, I wasn't living up in a down world. I was living down in a down world. Which is I was brutal. constantly. It's like, why, why do we even need to be saved exactly. if that's what it's about? Exactly. Where it's just, you're dragging your faith and your Christianity around. Well, and I was trying like to please him because I always wanted to please, you know, my, my family that I grew up in, my, you know. So here's another way to say that. You learned performance. Exactly. You were performing. I was performing. You were trying to score was, brownie points. Instead of with God, uh, just resting it. in His love for me, no matter what, and and living my life out of gratitude for what He's done. What oh, a difference, man! To live a, a grateful difference. life, that's living up in a down world. It is when you're grateful, and when you can find in any situation, which is a high valley, I mean a high mountain or a low valley, mm-hmm. you can find good. You can see the good in it. You can see the gold in the hills. Which brings me to your message yesterday. You started a new series called No Perfect People Allowed, which, you know, you've been saying this for seven years in our church, and we have a, an invisible sign that we, we always ask people, what does it say? And yeah. I love when they repeat back. But I wish they would wait to put that on the screen so that... I know. They did that, a cheat sheet behind Yeah, me. it's like, all right, Because I, I have this thing I do where I go, all right, everyone, um, what does that sign say on the wall over there? Of course, there's no sign over there, but we've done this so long. And everyone yells out, no perfect people allowed. And so that's how we kicked off the series, just saying that's what this is about. I really feel God's grace and favor on this series. Um, I had planned to do this a while back, and then I, I noticed that Pastor Robert Morris at Gateway Church was doing a series called Divinely Human, which is basically the, the same, same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. We're, we're both divine. We, we have the Elohim element in us, mm-hmm. uh, the Imago Dei, the image of God. Mm-hmm. But we also are human, so we have both, and we are partakers or part-takers. We take part of it because right now we see in part, prophesy in part, all that. But there will be a day when we will be known and we will fully, fully know 
It's no. going to be glorious, and that's all about the heaven peace that we talked mm-hmm. about. So if you're listening today, I, first of all, welcome to the broadcast. We're so glad you're here. Our heart for you, and the only reason we're doing this is because we want to encourage you, whoever you may be. This may be the first time you've ever listened to us, and you're going, oh, they're going down the Jesus thing. Yeah, we are. That's who we are, and we're going to be who we are. That's who we live our However, life for. I want to encourage you, if you have not ever engaged Christianity to even look at it, because you might have had a bad experience, because sometimes Christians can be knuckleheads. Let's really? just say it like it is. We can be dorks where where people get hurt, and, and but, but that's the divinely human piece. No perfect people allowed, and I want to help you understand um, if you ever meet anyone who's a Christian and they're coming off as perfect, uh, just know they're not telling the truth. Right. We all struggle. Run. Where right now we see in part, run, we know Forrest, in part. Run. <laughs> yeah. Run, Forrest, run. I love that. Jenny. But anyway, uh, I love that movie. But so we, I started down that track yesterday. And, and I love the, how, you, how you started it with your story. I told the story of my divorce again, which I've told several times. I didn't get into all the details. But... What I had to, I had to have my own grace awakening. Yes, you did. Because when you've, when you're standing there, when you're in your last two semesters of your graduate degree, your seminary degree, you're already on staff at a church, you just got promoted to full time, and it looks like things are going really good. And then the bottom then drops out. Literally, everything That's falls life. off. The that wheels fall life. off. It never drops out at the right time. Uh, Hello. Yeah, it was not convenient. It was not a good time. <laughs> no. You could have waited a year and a half. Exactly. I would have finished, or not even a year and a half, another year I would have finished right then. But so I end up having to go back to my campus, and, and I call it the walk of shame, where I had to go to all my professors and say, um, I don't know if I can stay. I just, my wife just left me. Did they encourage you to stay, or did they say you need to do what no, you need to do? they were great. Every one of them were so kind and so gracious, and they referred me to a, a counseling program there at the school. They have a huge counseling department there at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, and they said, look, you get free counseling, go over there. And I went over there, and they got me right in, and I sat down with a guy, and man, he just walked me through some basic things and gave me some perspective. And uh, it was great. And it was gracious. And what you didn't tell the church, which, you know, we have a lot of new people. Right. um, But we'll say it here is your church did a vote. It's what happens in the Baptist Mm -hmm. church. The elders do a vote. um, No, it wasn't the elders. The whole church. Oh, the whole church. Sorry. It's called a vote of confidence. They call a special meeting. Um, I didn't know it was the whole church. It is like... um, It's like it has to be like the Salem witch trials. Oh my god! Burn witch! Oh my gosh! That's how you feel. But they do a vote of confidence. A vote of confidence. What? Gosh! Can you imagine getting just let you know if you're going to get to stay as a pastor or if uh, you're out? It was brutal. I almost quit before they did that because I I don't. I can't take another another humiliation, another rejection. No. Because already, I, I it was I like even I, imagine. Had, I felt like I had the scarlet letter on my head already. Here I'm a, a pastor, and the ministry was fruitful. Our student ministry had exploded. But you did have some deacons in the church. You had mentioned deacons, that. Yeah, didn't they, really, they weren't elders. They were they deacons. They were very. Um, they, were, they were a little bit mean. I'll just put it that way. They didn't but care for I you that much. I have to be honest. I was pretty edgy. Well, you are a little edgy. Yeah, well, I wasn't Still raised are. in church, so I didn't know all the right things to say and do. So here I am, this young youth minister. But the, let me just say, the youth ministry was thriving. Things were going great. And then when the wheels fell off, 
I thought, these guys are going to crucify me, these deacons. And they didn't. And they didn't. They showed me grace. Grace. And they said, we want you to stay. The whole church voted for you to stay. They did. But you said, I can't. I I thanked them that night. I went back to where I was staying. I'm glad you didn't because you wouldn't have moved to Lubbock and we we would not have have met. met. (laughs) No, it was all worked out. God, it all works together for good, right? So I, I prayed for that week. I met with my pastor, who was wonderful, Pastor Don Longoria, if you ever hear You're this, still friends with just him. know I love you and will never forget how you showed grace to me as a, as a young man and as a friend. Uh, you were gracious to me and you were gracious to my ex-wife too. Mm-hmm. You, you did the right thing and everything. And so thank you. Um, if you ever hear this, I love you and appreciate you and value you. Um, so the next week I really felt like I don't think I can stay and heal. We I had been there for four years, so her and I had so many friends in and the you're, church. It's small, small town. Yeah, small town. Everybody knows it you. It would not have been a great deal. I, I, I think it would have uh, prolonged my healing, and I needed to get on the road to recovery. Yes, and because God hard. needed to you to meet heart. me the, at the, the end next, of that year. That's exactly the next right. year. <laughs> the next Sunday, I got up and I I tendered my resignation and just wept. How was the church? What was the response of the church when you did oh, that? Family. Oh, family, family. It was like um, it was like somebody being deployed overseas and not knowing if you'll ever see them again. It, it was just hugs and love, and they were just gracious and beautiful. Lots of tears. Uh, that was hard. Wow, it was hard. It was hard. I actually thought I would be there a long time. I fell in love with with our little community. You talked I've never about aspired it to me for, for years. Big stuff. Yeah, I'm just not that guy. I'm not, no, I'm not ambitious. Have. So I've never chased big things. I've just chased God things. And, and, and if it's in a smaller town, a smaller church, I'm great with that. I just want to be in the center of God's will, not no matter in, where not it in is. My, building my kingdom. I agree. Build his. And God's been so gracious through the years. So here we are, and, that's, and then we meet after that. So I want to move away from that. <laughs> so I told that story, just not all the details, but I told that story, and... Uh, and, and it, when you went it, to that Bible, so yeah, here's let me land the plane okay. on this story. So I, uh, I go to the Baptist bookstore, yeah, which is Bible called Lifeway, there yeah. on the edge of the seminary campus. I walk in the store. There's thousands of books in the store, thousands. And it's where you did all your books buying for classes, so and then everything else. So it's a full large store. I walk in, and I, I'm thinking I need to find a book, but I had no, I had no idea what. I didn't talk to anybody. Nobody had given you any indication. Uh-uh. I just walked in and I looked at the one of the first shelves or racks of books I came to. And there was a book, you know, however, once in a while you walk in, people have pulled them out and they don't put them back in. They just set them there. Mm-hmm. There was one sitting there facing me on the bottom shelf, too. I mean, <laughs> and I just walked in and wow. noticed it. And it was a book by Chuck Swindoll called The Grace Awakening. And when I read that book, it set it changed me your free. Life. It changed my life. So you were free. you were talking about grace long before others. Oh, I was a grace guy long before grace was. But you were a cool. There are some grace messages. I just have to say this that have gone way too far, and they don't have grace for people who don't. <laughs> yeah, I, sometimes I don't grace people can be ungracious. They can, and so you've never been there. Yeah. You've always been gracious towards everyone and yourself even. And so you're, you have a different message, I think, than most of the grace messages we've heard, I honestly. I appreciate that. I think partly because 
I didn't get the grace message through a teaching or through theory. Exactly. That's the it. difference. I had to grab hold of the hymn of Jesus Christ. And you Jesus had to garment. dig into the Word about what the Word says. What does the Bible say? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like when you when you um, lead communion yeah. and you talk about this is the new covenant. That's what Paul said when Jesus was was given uh, out the wine. Mm-hmm. He said, this is my blood mm-hmm. of the new, new covenant. covenant. Oh, there it is. And that, That's it. That one little phrase mm-hmm. ter- changed everything. Mm-hmm. And we as Americans and Westerners, we don't see that because we don't have a history of law mm-hmm. in the sense of having to live under the 613 rules and all that of the Old Testament and the Old Covenant. So we don't, we don't have that perspective. But to a Jewish person... For someone to say the new covenant, they're going, what new covenant? Yeah. There's only one covenant. Well, actually, there was multiple covenants. Right. Noah's covenant, Moses, Abraham. There were covenants, but there was the primary covenant, the Levitical, where all the Levitical, Levitical writings laws. came out of mm-hmm. and the laws came out. That's the law. When they talk about the covenant, that's what they're talking about. And for that Jewish person to be introduced to a new covenant... I have to believe that, that the table, the atmosphere, the barometric pressure probably changed, changed in that room. Because they're like, what? Yeah. Well, this new is, we've never heard of anything whoa, 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 like this. Yeah, wait, 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 about it's, that new covenant. You yeah. know they were like, And that what? new covenant, meaning Jesus died once for all. Oh. We don't have to go um, slay an animal. Yeah. We don't have to. No more blood no has more, to be spilled. Sorry, my phone's going off. So that's that's like, what? Now, we don't understand that because we didn't grow up that way. We didn't grow up in a Jewish or Eastern culture, mm-hmm. so we don't even have a concept of covenants. We're all exactly. about contracts, which are easily broken. In fact, all, contracts are almost made to be broken. You know, we always mm-hmm. look for the loopholes. So that's our culture. We don't understand the power of covenant. But as you grow in Christ, hopefully you learn, you study. You That's why we're supposed to study to show ourselves approved unto God, the Scripture right. says. And so as we study and learn, we find that, oh, my gosh, what Jesus was talking about was a game changer. It's massive. It means I no longer have to labor under the rules and regulations. I'm free to live. And that's the whole point of the new covenant is free to live. But again, some people take that to where I can do whatever I want. Well, why would you want to do something that's not good for you or pleasing to God? Why? Exactly. It's called so, a relationship. Because same thing. I would never want to do anything that's unpleasing to you or that's going to hurt your and my relationship. We would never do that never. intentionally. So we may why do it accidentally because life happens. Right. We, we say we're not perfect. Caught in a moment. Right. Exactly. No perfect people allowed. So, um, so what happens is that people labor under the law, and then you find grace. And that's what the whole point of grace is, is to realize that whom the Son sets free, the Scripture says in John eight thirty six is free indeed. Right. Free. I mean, you are free to live. Jesus said this in John 10. The, the, the thief comes only except to steal, kill, and destroy. And then Jesus says this, But I came that you might have life and have it and to more the full, abundantly, more abundantly. Yes. Over the top is what it means. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, that's why Jesus came. So we could live like we could do, go to a concert with Mercy Me and just dance and praise and shout and sweat and have fun and meet people. God was meeting people all around us and and meet that's life to the full. It's going out with a group of 16 people in a big limousine bus to eat at this amazing place and have 
great food, great fun, great fellowship, great drink, great everything, everything. because mm-hmm. we were sharing life. And that's that's what Jesus died for. Mm-hmm. And to, to think that God, who is a good father, would look down on us and want us to live horrible lives or want us to be depressed and hopeless. No, the whole point is life to the full, right. which means sometimes you have to find that life in a down world. Mm-hmm. And that's why we named this, up, Living Up in a Down World. You really do have it's to It's based find on it. John 10, 10, basically, that he called, he came to give us life. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, I'm a champion for it. I, our worship pastor, I love Pastor Russ. Russ Hearn and Wendy are the most precious people. They really are. He says, Jimmy, you're a missionary to the church. Mm-hmm. He said, you're, I feel like God's called you to awaken the church to the life that they're missing. They may be saved, they may be Christians, they may attend church and, and do all the churchy things, but they still haven't found life in it. You're, you're here to introduce them to life. And so, yeah, I'm a positive guy. I don't just see the bucket half full, I see it overflowing. Mm-hmm. That's because I've lost everything. I know what exactly. it's like to be without. I know what it's like to go through the valley of the shadow right. of death. And you didn't lose everything because you did something wrong. Right. You lost everything because you did a lot of right things. Yeah. But this is what happens in a fallen world. I mean, yeah. we we have yeah. challenges and that for come you up. listening, I mean, every time let me just put it this way, I'll be crass. Every time crap happens, you have a choice to make. Am I going to let this take me down, or am I going to find the good in it? Mm-hmm. Am I because there's always good in it. There's always hope. You you lose your hope, you've lost everything, mm-hmm. and so that's one thing I never let go well, of. There's always something to learn in every Absolutely. challenge that we go through. Absolutely, and I think God allows us. He He allows things because we live in a fallen world, so right. crap's going to happen. And Stuff's going to happen. Maybe we learn how to forgive one another. We learn how to love one another better. Even when we've been wronged, you know what I'm saying? There, Absolutely. It's not about, you know, getting revenge on someone. It's about God, okay, I was wronged by these people, so how do I handle this? And what can I learn from what it? What can I learn so that I can help others yeah. who get damaged by other people be able to walk this out? We ask the question, how can I live a higher life? Mm-hmm. How, okay, there's only one road, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody says, well, there's a high road and a low, low road. road. No, there's I believe only. there's only one. It's the high road. Always. And it hurts sometimes to take mm-hmm. the high road because that means you can't take revenge. You don't. You can't go seek validation for yourself because mm-hmm. the first thing we do when we get hurt, we go rally friends. And we want people to tell you, "You're well, o- I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You didn't do anything wrong. We do that. That's human nature is to rally people for validation. Exactly. But when you take the high road, you have to say, I choose to live above it. And if my reputation gets tarnished because and I didn't throw somebody under the bus. We had that happen to us in church. We had oh, some people gosh, leave no and... and People that have been in the church a long time said, why didn't y'all announce to the whole church? No, yeah. or, why or would why, we do know, that? Why, what really happened? And we're like, it's none of their business. First of all, I'm not going to put anybody no, down we're not who's left do that. our church, whether they were mad or not. To me, I look at the bigger picture, and that's that's living up in a down world from a higher mm-hmm. perch. You know, I lived, I grew up two blocks from Texas Tech University in Lubbock, and they had their big band field out up against 19th Street. And so we drove by it all the time, and they had this big tower, like an eagle's nest, 
where uh, the the band director mm-hmm. he was up in this massive tower, so he could look on down onto the field and direct the team, uh, which was the band. Right. He could direct the team, and and he had a microphone because he's up there. Up there, he can see the had whole a view. picture. Yes, he had a better perspective. And so I've chosen, and it's a hard choice sometimes because I want to validate too. I want people to tell me I'm okay. I, I don't want to be blamed, uh, you know, or, or, or get thrown under the bus and then not be able to throw somebody back under the bus. Right. But, but the higher that's road not dictates. not the way you live a Christian life. The higher road dictates yeah. you just eat it and go keep moving forward. You said you love your enemies. You pray for your enemies. It doesn't mean it, it, it doesn't hurt. Right. I've shared things with friends of mine, especially mm-hmm. Tina, that out of my hurt, but not to put people down, but to say, this is hurt. This is my hurt that I'm having to deal with because it's a challenge in my life yeah, that we have painful. to deal with. It's painful. But I refuse to let it pull me all the way down. That's right. I just, I can't, I can't live that way. So what you do and what we've had to do is we've had to set boundaries around our life because mm-hmm. we both live very open lives. Well, As we're you, in a fishbowl because we we're are. It's, that's And so are our kids. And so uh, we've just had to live that way. And so we've never been real self-protective oriented. We're just, I, I told about my divorce in church on Sunday and I had a guy reach out to me yesterday and wants to meet and talk to me about it because he was raised in a different kind of church and can a, can you be a pastor when you're divorced? He wasn't mean-spirited about it. I right. will say he that. He just wants to but visit with you. But I have to say, you. I kind of, I felt myself going, ah, you know. Yeah. I, here I was, I put myself out there to the whole church and then I feel like I kind of got to, but I don't think it's that. He's a good guy and I'm not worried. He just came out of a very conservative church background. He, he wants to talk about it. So I'll talk to and him you about can it. explain that scripture oh, about I will. pastors I'll, we'll, we'll and open elders. That up. We'll <laughs> open that up. But um, anyway, for you listening, first of all, our heart is so for you. I know I say it over and over. I'm a broken record on this, but it is true because we want you to find joy in the journey. We want you to live up in a down world, We want and we want to help you. I really appreciate it. I've had some folks write in and this last week, and I've written back to them, and it's so good to hear from you. Go to our website. It's called livingupinadownworld.com. How easy is that? Livingupinadownworld.com. I put my daily devotionals. I write a devotional every morning. I've done this for nearly 20 years now. Maybe it is 20 years. I keep saying 18 years four years ago. Over 20 years, I've written a devotional every morning, and I post it every morning on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then I put it on our website, livingupinadownworld.com. So it's under blog. So just click on blog, and you'll get it every day. Also, all of our podcasts on there. By the way, this is podcast number 16. Wow. It just time flies when you're having fun, right? It sure does. It is weird to think we've done 16 of I these. I know. So. And how much I fought you for the first five. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were sick. I know. You didn't feel good. And by the way, you're gorgeous. Oh, oh you're so you sweet. You really are. And Chevy, I didn't even introduce Chevy today. I feel really bad about that. But fo- folks, Chevy's with us. He gets so excited. When we dog. sit down to do the podcast, he's like, oh, well, We were going to do it yesterday, and you were getting everything ready. And he was like a little kid in a candy oh, store so waiting. Excited. He was so excited. And then, and then we then, didn't do it. And then I fell asleep. We were so tired. Yesterday was I was like, tired. I'm sorry. I just need a little cat nap. <laughs> well, it turned into a long cat nap. 
And then you said, you know, let's just do it tomorrow. Yeah. I appreciate that. But I am going to go walk I noticed four miles about, in just to, a minute. You go, so girl. You're I gotta on fire. Go, I got to go get dressed. Okay, you take off. I'm going to land the plane on okay. the show because I, I do want to say something to our listeners and right. thank them. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being with us. We so appreciate and so value you. Uh, and that's why we're doing this podcast. And so we'd love to hear from you. I don't know what plot, pot, uh, platform you listen to us on, but if you would go to Fountain, uh, it's an app, and you can get on your phone, just just download the, the app, find us on Fountain. If you will listen to us on Fountain, you'll actually earn Satoshis. I mean, it's an amazing value-for-value value platform, Podcast 2.0. Uh, it's something Adam Curry invented, and uh, what is a brilliant idea. But what it, what it is, basically, instead of us asking for donations to help us fund this and resource it, you can go to Fountain and literally just listen to it, and you'll actually earn Satoshis while you're listening, and then you can donate those forward. And uh, it really helps us... Uh, continue this. We always want to broaden our platform, and we, and of course, add equipment over time and all that. We're 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 young and new and starting, and but we're having a ball doing it. And we hope you're encouraged. And if there's any way we can help you, do write us. Do write us. I'll write you back personally because I do want to encourage you. And again, it's livingupinadownworld.com. Now, I'm also a pastor, Bridge Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. Uh, we have a thriving church that's growing and alive with God's Spirit. People are learning to live up in a down world, and I'm telling you, you can feel it in the atmosphere. But we actually put our services online. We broadcast, so we would love for you to check it out. It's at bridgefbg.com, bridgefbg.com. And you can find, even on the front page, if you'll scroll down, you'll see uh, the services, and you can uh, watch our services there. We're also on YouTube, and you can find us at Bridge Church Fredericksburg, Texas, if you'll just look it up. There is a Bridge Church, Virginia. Don't go there. It's a different church. Bridge Church, Fredericksburg, Texas. We have a channel there. All of our messages are online. We even keep the worship on there as well, if you want to enjoy that, or you can go always fast forward right to the message. So... No Perfect People Allowed. That's the series we're doing. I'm going to be talking about that and that night together on the program. So we love you. Have an amazing day and an amazing week on purpose. Keep your buckets filled and go out there and leak life and make beautiful messes where you go. Love you. God bless.